Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you all to another live Q&A of yours truly. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. Um, uh, like I always say, man, I'm excited or I get excited when I do these live Q&As because it gives me an opportunity to serve you all. And so I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come into the live feed. But for those who's coming into the live feed, I want to welcome all those who's been watching for a mighty long time, those who's been subscribed, whether it's been a day, whether it's been uh, weeks, months, years. I just want to welcome you and thank you uh, for being a part of my online community here and for all y'all's continuous support. And for those who are watching this for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal you. After watching this video, if you feel like this is something that will be uh, beneficial to your walk with God, make sure you go ahead and subscribe, hit that bell, all that good stuff, because we would love to have you be a part of our online community. But for those who are coming in, I'm going to go ahead and get to the chat box and get that ready um, and uh, welcome you all as y'all come in. And like I said, get y'all's questions ready. Uh, for this week, I'll be doing predominantly more lives um, because of, of how full my week is. Um, and so uh, the daily play videos will start back up next week. Uh, God bless you too, Miss Wilson. And so, um, so get your questions ready because I'll be live maybe five times this week. Uh oh, see, see, she said, listen, she said, I'm not giving y'all any opportunity um, to talk to coach. I'm not going to give you opportunity for y'all to say anything to him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and answer. She said, I got questions for me. I got a question for him right now. Jeremiah, what's up, brother? Good evening, brother. God bless you too, family. Anaya says, hey, coach, I have recently left the relationship that I have, that I knew God wanted me to leave. We had sex and now I know. Let's see what else you got. Hey, Josh, I have recently left the relationship that I knew God wanted me to leave. We had sex and now I know. Give me an opportunity to get your rest of your question in. I want to make sure my live is not lagging. My um, chat box is not lagging. But to kind of just allude, at least uh, attempt to potentially there's a question there. Um Let's see. And Aline, I haven't forgot about you. I'm going uh, to answer your email tonight. I got you. Let's see. Hey, all right, let's see what she got. During my quiet, okay. Same person. All right, anyway. Hey, Josh, I have recently left the relationship that I knew God wanted me to leave. We had sex, and now I, I'm sorry, y'all. Let me see if she can't, she put anything else. And now I need to leave this soul tie. I want to help doing so. Gotcha. Well, I have this resource here that will help you, my friend. It's called The Purpose of Freedom. Um. Uh, how to untie soul ties up from strongholds. Um, but to answer your question specifically, um, since you guys did uh, have uh, sexual intimacy, um, that tie is going to be strong um, because one of the strongest ties, one of the strongest uh, forms of, of bonding is through sex. And so, uh, but the good thing is that God is able to untie any soul tie. He's able to uproot any stronghold. And, and so what you have to do is forgive yourself. Forgiveness is the first thing um, that at least positions you um, for freedom. And a lot of people, uh, they try to treat the symptoms, but we got to get to the root issue. And the root issue oftentimes revolves around um, an area of unforgiveness, an area of resentment, an area of self-hate, an area of insecurity. And so my objective for you first is to get to the root. Um, because a soul tie is just is just a, a manifestation of something deeper. So I need you to answer some questions. I want you to answer uh, what happened in your formative years. Did anything happen between you and your father? Did anything happen between you and someone else? Um, it, what is the root issue? Is it um, 
um, anything that deals with self-hate or insecurities or uh, feelings of inadequacies. And the good thing is that you obeyed God. So at least you know um, the will of God. At least you know um, God's love, even in the midst of a bad decision, God's love is still there. Um, before you even made this act, uh, before you guys even got relationship, God still loved you. God still cared for you. God still pursued you. And so what I need for you to understand, first off, before we even get to forgiving yourself or the gentleman, is to realize that you are loved by God. And God said, hey, man, I don't care what happened. I know what happened. I, I, uh, and and, and I, what I want to offer you now is a new opportunity for purity, a new opportunity for love, a new opportunity um, uh, for my purpose. And so what I want to encourage you on is to know that God loves you, that God is gracious and he's kind and that he uh, is the one that liberates you. Now you got to um, embrace that love, embrace that understanding by doing a couple of things. Number one, like I said, journal. I want you to journal your deep rooted issues, your feelings and how you feel about it and vent it out. And number two, I want you to uh, meditate on scriptures about God's love towards you so that the enemy won't play the condemnation game against you, making you feel bad or make you feel like God doesn't love you. Um, God is gonna give you a second class man now because of your uh, past mistake. Um, that's not how God rolls, you see what I'm saying? And so how you uh, leave or uproot or untie that soul tie is finding the truth, number one. Number two, um, welcoming the Holy Spirit's um, guidance. Number three, venting and processing and getting those emotions um, anchored by the root in the truth in the word of God. Also, you got to um, 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 really, uh, um, how can I put this? Well, let me see if I got some points in my book. I got a concept here that I might want to go over really quickly. And 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 when you look at the time frame of you guys as a relationship, um, now most of the issues are going to be in mind. Once you get into the mind and say, you know what, these are the facts. Here, here is what the word of God says, and now I'm going to move forward. Now you have to make a commitment saying, going forward, I'm going to implement systems and strategies. I'm supported through the spirit of God and supported by self-care to ensure that I don't open this door again. So let me make sure I read through your question again. And thank you for giving, man. Thank you for watching from Delaware, famous, uh, famous Flakes. I appreciate you, bro. Hey, Josh, I recently left the relationship that I knew God wanted me to leave. We had sex, and I know... I need to leave this soul time. I want to help get that book. Honestly, email me tonight. I'm going to give you this book tonight for free. Email me tonight, Naya, at my website, IamUnplugged.com. I posted in the chat box. So wherever you watch from YouTube, scroll up to the top, get that book. Um, eat, uh, contact me through that site, and I'll get you that book for free today so you can be um, I'm supported that way. All right, let's go to the next question. Naturally... Laura says, during my quiet time, how do I brainstorm ideas and how to start them with God? I don't want to start an idea that, that is not God. Great question. Well, what I normally do, I always keep a, a clipboard with paper by my side. Um, and, and what I normally do, okay, let me, let me, put, I'm going to come from this angle. The best way to ensure that ideas are from God is to meet, have creative meetings with God. I always open up an opportunity where I sit down and talk to God, not necessarily about ideas, but I just open up the environment uh, for, for me to mentally focus and emotionally engage in God's presence. God's presence is everywhere. So, so I don't want you to get it twisted, but sometimes we can be so distracted thinking about other things that we forget of, of our, our minds can be so caught up in other things that we forget to engage and mentally focus into the presence of God where he has our singular undefined 
undivided attention. Once you do that, make sure you have a notebook with blank paper. Um, you can cut on some worship music. Um, you can do whatever so that the environment can be um, um, created. And, 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 and you can do this weekly. What I do is Man, probably every other day, I just say, God, let's let's bring, so let's chop it up. What you got for me? And 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 then what happens is when you have resources around you in the presence of God, then you're able to feel that download come, and then you can write the ideas down. Now, what I always tell people when you do get an idea from God, you put them in one or two places based upon the Spirit's leading. You either put it on the shelf for later, or you put it in the soil for now. A lot of the ideas God gives you is supposed to be put on the shelf, and through your fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you'll know when you feel um, there's a familiarity that comes with the Spirit of God where you know is Him pressing on you towards an assignment, towards an idea. Like today, I worked on my book, and 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 I knew this is what He wants me to work on. And you know, is God when there's a creative flow, when you create the created found, when you create the um, creative foundation, you open yourself for a creative flow with the Holy Spirit, and then you'll begin to write ideas down. The issue is not necessarily with a lot of people, whether this idea from God, most of the time is this idea meant to be started now. It says, I see your heart and your question. Um, the good thing is to keep an idea journal, keep a creative journal and write down all of your ideas and go about your day flowing with the Holy Spirit of God. Then the Holy Spirit will flow you into which idea to work on. And that will determine if it's from him. And, and what most people call writer's block or creative block is actually is for for believers sometimes, not all the times, it's really the Holy Spirit saying, we're going to start working on this right now because uh, in three days, you're going to experience a revelation. You're going to experience an experience that will aid to the to the uh, creative document. Like for me, I, I used to get upset. Like, why when I'm writing my book, I, I hit this brick wall? And then two or three days later, wow, that's what you want in the book at this time. And so to answer your question is, um, um, don't force creative ideas because it may not be the right time. So during your quiet time, all you got to do is keep a notebook, a journal, a clipboard around you and, and let and don't 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 go to God hoping and begging for an idea. Just go to him because you love him. And through your fellowship, you will find your rhythm and then you will be able to know which ideas um, it's supposed to be on a shelf, was supposed to be on a soil, was supposed to be spoiled and put away because it wasn't from God. Um, uh, during my quiet time, how do I brainstorm ideas and how to start them with God? Now, you start them with confidence, knowing that he called you. In our next Good Guys podcast that's coming out Wednesday, we talked about self-confidence. And in that video, you will learn a lot about how um, I vibe with God and how uh, my confidence builds into being creative for him. And you will begin, um, or in that video, I talked about that. But one of the points that I mentioned was, is that if God called you, that should be your confidence. Your confidence should not be in your degrees. Your confidence shouldn't be in the lack thereof. Your confidence shouldn't be about who you know or don't know. Your confidence should not go up and down. Your confidence in pursuing your creative endeavors should be solely because God has called you and he, and he believes that you're uh, the right person for the assignment. And you got to allow that confidence to keep you consistent because you're going to feel um, discouraged. You're going to feel because uh, um, it's a process. And if this is the first kind of attempt towards that process, you're going to have different kind of feelings about it. But know that your confidence should be in the fact that God has called you to it. And you also said, I don't want to start an idea that is not of God. You don't have to worry about that if you keep if you if you engage the fellowship. You don't have to worry about that if you put all ideas on a shelf until you feel the leading of the Holy 
Holy Spirit to do so. Everything is about fellowship. Everything starts with fellowship because there's so many nuances in a lot of people's life. I can give a lot of advice about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, but a lot of it's nuance based because of, because of what's going on in your life and how the Holy Spirit uniquely has a relationship with you. So it starts there, my friend. Hope that help. Enoch says, hey, coach. Much love to you, man. Much love to you, too, family. How do you know you have an uh, you have an intimacy relationship with God? Great question. Um, you know that your relationship with God is thriving. Um, um, based upon, I can only go by my experience. Um, when you when 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 you talk to Him about anything, um, when you are excited about time with Him, when you talk to Him often when he's the first person you go to, when you really love him, um, when you feel that best friend vibe, when you um, when you genuinely want to do his will for your life, when you, when sin happens or when you do something, you, and what I mean by the word remorse, I'm not sitting there saying that you're, oh my gosh, I, I, you, you, know, you don't want to sin because you know sin separates. And what I mean by that is, a habitual sin will separate you, even though you may be a son or daughter in God. Uh, um, um, sin when you operate in a sinful act, God's love is still there, but but sin affects your focus. Sin, sin just does a lot. Condemnation has so much of a weight on you that it gets in the way of a lot of things. Thank y'all so much for giving. I really appreciate it. And and what happens oftentimes is that when when one sins, when you got a intimate relationship with God. You have you go right to God. God, man, I'm I'm sorry about that. We, I got you. We're gonna make this happen. Holy Spirit, will, will show me what I need to do and get this out of my life. You know it's intimate when you when you don't dwell in sin, when you don't dwell in insecurities, when you don't dwell in low self confidence. See what I'm saying? And so those are some of the things that let you know that your relationship with God is intimate, um, because it's engaging. You're involved. Um, you care and you love Him, and 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 that's and that's a precious place to be. And also one of the symptoms, no, not not symptoms, one of the signs that your relationship with God is intimate is contentment. Intimate contentment. Um, when you're like, God, I may not like where you have me right now, but if you're here with me, I love it. <laughs> See, you may not like where you are, but because the, you're, the love of your life is there, you don't mind it because you know, God, I trust you. So contentment, trust, um, um, amnesia is a form of intimacy. And what I mean by amnesia, when you make a mistake, you're like, God, man, pff, we on to the next. I made my adjustments. You do the Coach Josh AAA. Assess, adjust, and advance. That's what I do. If I make a mistake, if I do anything, no matter what, I, I assess it. All right. Bam, this is what happened. Oh, I left that back door open last night. Or oh, I left that front window open yesterday. And so you know what? I'm going to close that, lock that, create new system. That's the adjustment. And then we on to the next. And then I got amnesia. I ain't worrying about it. I'm not going to dwell on my sin because me and God got stuff to win. We got games to win. I can't worry about the last turnover. I got to make the next pass. And so those are kind of things that kind of helps you um, 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 realize you have intimacy. Now, how do you build intimacy with God? Um, by engaging, by engaging and, and quality over quantity. And so a lot of people think, well, I got to spend five hours. No, God, will, God loves the 10 minutes with one person a day and it's quality than five hours with a person that's just doing it for self-righteousness sake. And so you build intimacy by engaging. 
Um, and one thing that really helps build my intimacy is that I, I'm a partner with God and, and, and with my books, with my ideas. So I talk to him often because I'm working on my craft all the time. So some of those, those points that I can't remember everything that I said will kind of help you, family, as you navigate forward. Thank you all so much for getting to see what y'all what talking about. May uh, Monique says, may God continue to bless you. Um, and your wife and your ministry. And she's saying, thank you so much for your giving. I really appreciate that. Um, Blue uh, Blue Diamond says, thanks for all you do. Your content is appreciated and helpful. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for your giving. Uh, my brother, George, thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. I really do. A uh, great book I'm reading now. Thank you. Thank you so much for reading. Uh, okay, here we go. Christian Under Construction says, how do you know when God tells you to tell someone something? Um, everything boils down to fellowship, my friend, my friend, um, uh, you know, when you can't shake it, um, usually, you know, as God, most of the time when it's something that you really, when you really don't physically want to do at the moment. And God is saying, walk in that with me. Cause I'm going to empower you to do it. Um, uh, but you know, it's time for God to tell you something when there's no emotion involved because as you, as you fellowship with God, you know, the difference between emotional response and spirit led response. All right. So sometimes you, but like, I just got to tell her something um, that might be you. But when you know, as a spirit of God, you know, there's a pressing, there's a pulling, there's an opportunity for it. And that's the number one sign. One of the top signs when God makes an opportunity for it. my pastor's wife during her Bible study last night, Miss Gould, she said um, how God told her um, while her and her husband was in Texas to pray um, for a, a young girl who was pregnant, but she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't look pregnant, but God told her to pray for her baby because if you don't pray for it, she's going to lose her child. And she was like, well, how do I do that, God? And one of the things she said was, she said, okay, God, you'll make an opportunity. And as the service went, the service ended and she was like, okay, I'm flowing with God. And then uh, one, as she was uh, moving with her husband or moving throughout uh, that moment at the end of the service, the young girl was decided to sit down and she looked at Miss Gould and they caught eyes and God made a way for her to pray. And so what I'm saying is with that story is that God will make a way. What you do is if you feel discouraged, if you feel nervous, it's what you do. Holy Spirit, I want to obey you. Make a way for me. Make a way for me in a way that I know it's you and I'll do it. If you have that posture, you have that temperament, if you have that kind of mindset, you will be 10 for 10 or let's let's keep it a buck, maybe uh, 80% in your um, action towards it as you grow into maturity of doing it 10 out of 10 times. And so that's what you do. It's Holy Spirit. Okay, first off, let them know. Like, you got to have that in your mind. I, al I will always endeavor to obey God, period. I will always obey God. I will always endeavor to obey God so that your life will be will re will recognize the words from your lips. Okay, that's what we own. We own obeying God no matter what. And then when those moments come, you go to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I want to obey you, but make a way for me. And I'm telling you, every time I do that and say that prayer, it's always made a way. I remember times where, um, uh, and it gets me, as you grow in God, it matures. That matures. And I'll be coming home from work and God said, go see your sister. And then I go see my sister. My sister says she prayed today that she was she was going through some stuff. And God, see, it, when you flow with God and you have that posture of I will obey him, doors open for you to do what you say there. there. And the Bible says, don't worry about what you have to say in that hour. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say. So don't worry about, don't pressure yourself. Like, how should I say it? Flow with the spirit of God and be the vessel that he speaks through, my friend. <clears throat> Hope they help. 
All right. Naturally, Laura says, how do I navigate these tough issues with current events of racism, police brutality? I don't like to talk about it and, and took a break from social media and news. Great question. Um, basically, what I will advise anyone during this time is uh, before you um, do anything, seek God in regards to what he wants you to do. Do not allow uh, peer pressure, social media pressure or bullying to make you do stuff because of your skin color. One thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do what people tell me to do. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And so when people was like, well, I didn't really see, or if anybody ever questioned, I follow the spirit of God. You see, I already talked to my principal about what I'm going to do next year for the students at my school. I've already got my systems in place and, and bring some with God and seeing what he wants me to do with the issue. But how do you navigate? You navigate it by being led by the spirit of God. If there's any time for you to disconnect from everything and, and get Get into and get into um, God, whether it's going on walks where you and amongst his creation, whether it's spending time in prayer. If that means going to YouTube and typing in Matthew Dramatize, your favorite book, Dramatize, and have the word of God playing instead of watching TV. And then what you will do is you will find your spirit becoming sensitive and being in sync with God's spirit. And then he will show you how to navigate even in conversation and, and during this whole issues with racism and police brutality. First off, we have to understand that God is in control. We have to understand that um, there is a part that we can play, but we also got to understand that let's connect the dots. What is demonically going on? What is the principality? What is the focus of the spiritual dark kingdom? Um, what are they using this for? Um, because first off, anytime you're wrestling against flesh and blood, that's the issue. There's nothing wrong. And I truly believe for in, uh, for justice being done, I do believe there needs to be reform. Um, but, but logic says, that we have there, there, there has to be a strategy and, and systems implemented, but it all begins by us going to the spirit of God and saying, God, what must I do so that you will know the difference between what God is doing to solve the problem and what the enemy's trying to use the problem to perpetuate to embolden a, a, a greater agenda where you have uh, black against blue and you have all these different things where there's war and, and, and policies and legislations passed that will even deepen the problem and advance a, de a demonic agenda. And so what you have to do is get your emotions at ease by, uh, uh, by entering the presence of God and spending time with him. And if you do have a burden for this area and you're called to this area, this is, a, this is the perfect time to get God on the main line and say, God, what must I do so that you won't get caught up in the influences of, of psychological operations and, and um, media mechanisms and tools that's going to try to use this injustice um, to cause um, even greater issues down the road? So that's good. You took a break uh, from social media and the news because we understand who runs that. Ultimately, all of those things floods down from from Satan himself. And and, and if, if you get caught up in that worldwide web, you'll be stuck. If you get caught up in all these different avenues, then your mindset will begin to be molded into their agenda and to what they want you to think. But if you exclusively go with God and enter God and spend time with him like this whole summer, once I'm out of school, I'm, I'm, I'm spending about a month and a half really entering in. And I don't, don't get it twisted. Coaches with God, but it's time to go deeper because I'm a leader. 
And so I have to go deeper um, to really uh, um, get some um, um, files downloaded and, and files removed and perspectives more uh, specific so I'll know exactly what I'm supposed to do uh, for this because you don't want to be distracted by this that you're, not, that you're distracted from what he still wants you to do. This may not be your issue, but something else. And so how do I navigate these tough issues with current events of racism and police brutality? Give me one second. I got to delete some... Um, uh, files because my um, uh, computer is getting kind of short. Uh, here we go. Let me delete that. Good guys podcast. All right. There we go. I don't want my computer to lag. Um, oh, man. There we go. How do I navigate these tough issues with current events of racism and police brutality? I'd like to talk about it and took a break. Hey, listen, you don't got to talk about it. Just be about it and how God wants you to be about it and know that there is a demonic agenda. Um, some of the things that I watched and noticed, I don't say on YouTube because it's just not wise. Um, but but um, but the Holy, the same Holy Spirit that reveals to me can reveal to you. And this is a great opportunity to engage with God like never before. Aline Collins says, no question for today, just here for the wisdom. You're so welcome, Aline. And I'm going to get to your email for sure. Jody Real says, I delete all social media to guard my eyes. Now I might need social media for business purposes. No matter where I go on social media, I see half-dressed women and lustful pics. What should I do? Great question, Jody Real. Um, I don't know how Instagram does it, but I think there is some options for you um, um, with the Explore page where you can actually um, delete um, um, things from flowing there. Uh, but what I will say is, is um, there's going to be some, some points some areas of your ministry of what God wants you to do, um, that there are some things you just can't avoid. And that's where maturity comes in. That's where systems come in. That's where trust in the spirit comes in. Because if you don't do something because of this, then you're going to limit yourself. Uh, and so what that means is as you grow in wisdom, you will know how to navigate and walk wisely supported by systems to ensure that you don't fall into different avenues of temptation. Um, because in this life, man, you're going to, you're going to, Lulu ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fitness models, Instagram models, whatever that you call them, whatever they are today are not going anywhere. Um, you go to the grocery store, they, they're not, they're not going anywhere. And so the, the goal is, is to walk wisely in those arenas, but to make sure that you understand that the Holy Spirit is the one that will keep you as you navigate. Now, when it comes specifically to social media, how do you guard your eyes? Um, <clears throat> Maybe Instagram right now is not the place that you start. Maybe you start in a in a more uh, a, a safe uh, place like maybe Facebook, uh, maybe YouTube. YouTube is very very um you can you have a little bit more controls there. Maybe Instagram is just not the place for you. So you don't have to do all social media. Maybe you just do Facebook and YouTube, or it just depends on what God wants you to do. Um, so there's many streams um that that will kind of be safer streams. Um, I'm not on Instagram a lot. Um, not because of that, but because that's just not my best avenue. Um, but but um, de it depends on what God wants you to use. You can use Facebook. You can use YouTube. You can start podcasting. Um, but if I don't want you to go down that path, making an excuse, saying, OK, well, I, I well, God, I, I don't want that to be something used against you where you'll be like, well, I guess I shouldn't do it because of this. God is going to uh, um, walk you through the valleys of shadow and death, you know, but I will look at no evil. You know what I'm saying? I won't see um, any, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, but what I would do is I would just kind of look at all my social media streams and say, okay, which one do I uh, uh, should use? Well, the first thing is asking what kind of business you're in, where your audience is in. And um, typically you will begin to see which avenue to go towards um, and move accordingly. 
No matter where I go on social media, I see half-dressed women. Less, that's just the world we live in, my brother. And so there are tools out there. Um, I think Covered Eyes is one of them. Um, there's a locks on your phone. If you got an Apple device, you can lock your phone from any type of uh, uh, content coming in. Um, and, and, and ask God um, to help you in that area. But also start on Facebook. Start on somewhere that's uh, safer. Uh, maybe Instagram might not be the best for you. Um, that's the best advice I can give, man. Um, but research different systems that you can implement within your proximity and, and then and you'll be safeguarded there. Um, but I don't want that to be an excuse for you that keeps you from flowing with what God wants you to do, my friend. Um, I hope that helped. And be led by God because God don't need social media, man. Social media is a great tool. Don't get me wrong. Social media is a great tool. But God, God, God said, if I be lifted up, I draw men. And so maybe that's not part of the business strategy for you. But if it is, God will protect you. And he'll give you, he'll at least uh, make a way of escape for you where you're able to say, you know what? I can exit here. Hope to help. Miss <clears throat> Hart Love says, hey, coach, is it is it a man's responsibility in a courtship to spiritually protect the lady? If so, to what extent or is this solely God's role in a believer's life regardless? Great question. Is it a man? Okay, good, good question. Now I see what I, what I was looking for, courtship. The man is not responsible um, to offer husband duties full husband husband benefits before marriage there should be modified responsibilities and what i mean by that in regards to a man's responsibility responsibility comes with roles so until he becomes the role of a husband then that responsibility kicks in um um, because that's just the proper order of things um but when it comes to protecting you he his 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 attributes his actions his awareness should protect you from stumbling and what I mean by that, um, he may not be uh, in the position now to be able to um, let's go, let's fast together or let's come together and pray. Let's come together and do communion. Let's come together and do um, um, Bible. So let's come together and, and make uh, seek God together about this issue. Um, in courtship phase, you do those things separately um, because because you still need to practice your time with God. Now, I did a video on my good guys channel about five benefits that boyfriend and girlfriend should receive. So I, we talked about this in, in length. Oh, man. Great talk. Let me make sure I find that um that graphic. But man, we talked in great lengths about that, and um I think that would give you wisdom in regards to that. But um, but in regards to your spiritual walk with God, um that's God's responsibility. Um uh, ultimately, um but the man supports that, and in y'all's courtship, how a man supports that is um oh I can't find it. And the way a man supports that is making sure that he walks with God, and his walk is not or causing you to have those conflicts. This video right here on my good guys channel, um, uh, only for grown and only for the grown and married. I talked about we talk about the five benefits only reserved for husband and wives, only reserved for marital uh, marriage, and we go in great lengths on the spiritual component because a lot of people they they bring the spiritual element into the relationship premature. Uh, the the uh, the husband the married version of that. And so spiritually protect, he protects you by um, um, uh, following God. That's simple as that. Um, to what extent, like I said, um, he may pray for you. Um, his walk daily is is inspiring. He make his walk with God inspires you to walk with God in a greater way. Um, his the things that will, he will protect you spiritually is is um, 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 uh, when he's in his prayer time, covering you in prayer because he's not in. See, 
it's it's hard for me to cover a business if I'm not a CEO. It's hard for me to cover a church. It's impossible for me to cover a business if I'm not the CEO. It's impossible for me to cover a church if I'm not the pastor. It's, it's impossible or difficult to cover a wife if I'm not married to her. Because there's something about a position in the spiritual world that garners or that garners respect or, or that guarantees power. And until he gets into that position, he'll have the respect of a husband. And that there's 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 a difference between a fiance. There's a different type of power and a different level of respect when it when, when uh, than a than a boyfriend, a fiance, and a husband. When you get into the husband role, there's a little bit more respect now because oh, he's in a position to actually effectively, efficiently cover her the way God has created him to be. But until he gets in that role, he's not able to cover you. But what he can do in courtship is is to make sure you don't compromise, to make sure um, that he stays with God, and to ensure that that everything flows according to God's plan for y'all two being together. So I hope that gave insight. That analogy should help a lot of people that you can't cover a business you're not a CEO of. You can't cover a church if you're not a pastor. Now you can support it with prayer. You can support it, but you can't cover it. Hope that helps. Hey, coach, Marla says, watching from Port Charlotte, Florida. I might say you lose in Charlotte. I'm in Charlotte, but you from Port Charlotte, Florida. Thank you for watching. JT Warren, did I skip anybody? I'm sorry if I did. Okay, no, I didn't. Okay. JT Warren said, hey, coach, just wondering if you received my email. I know you're busy. Man, I get so many emails, y'all. Man. Um, Resend the email again tonight. And Elaine, if you are, oh, I know Elaine's, I know where her email is. Um, but send it to me again. It was it for coaching or was it for just send me, just resend it, man. And uh, uh and I'll get to you. Uh, this is my last week at work, so next week I'll be a little more free um uh, because I won't have Zoom calls and meetings and going into the office and all that kind of stuff. Couple with you know being a, a full time husband, not no part time, full time husband, full time uncle, full time preacher, and so thank y'all for y'all patience though. I really y'all guys are y'all y'all ladies and gentlemen y'all nice to me. I really appreciate y'all's patience until we get to a place where there's a secretary, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and someone to help support that. Uh, Naya Love, so thank you so much for the uh, advice and the book. Email me, and that goes for anyone on this live. If you're watching this live right now, you want that soul ties book, you can um. I'll get it to you tonight. Rachel says, I keep praying for God to keep a person out of my life, but he just keeps coming back. If I do my part with no contact, why does God keep letting him in? Um, first of all, we have to make sure we change the way we view that. God is not letting him in. Um, usually when it comes to asking God doing certain things, um, uh, let's see, how can I put this? It depends on how he keeps coming back. If he's come, if he's just trying to reach you through the phone, trying to reach the social media, that's not really coming back. If you're, if he's coming to the house, if he's coming to your place of work, that man, that's just what men do. Men are hunters. He probably feels bad or whatever, whatever. And he just wants you back. Um, um, God ain't going to stifle his free will. Now, what I want to make sure you are aware of is making sure that um, that you really assess to make sure that you're not opening uh, uh, the door for him to do so. Um, because if you tell God what to do, um, uh, and then those things don't happen, it kind of warp your view of him. Um, but God ain't going to, God has, God understands respects free will. Now, what you can do to make sure is that you separate the difference between how he's coming back. If he's strictly just coming through the phone, then you just block his number. So there's different blocks that you can implement. Um, if he keeps coming to the house and he's not supposed to, then you get, you call the police. There's, there's, there's a way to make sure he stops coming, but a man ain't going to stop coming if he likes you. 
But when you, but if you have blockers in place that says you can only come but this far, eventually he'll get the message. But if if there's loose boundaries or loose um, 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 barriers, then that man's going to look at that as I still got an opportunity. We've heard the old saying uh, uh, that most guys used to um, uh, live off of when it comes to trying to get their woman back is that um, um, she wants you uh, to try to prove that you want her. So he's probably going through that phase. Um, but what you got to do is examine your blocks and say, am I truly blocking him from coming in? And how is he coming in? If he's just coming through the phone, I just block his number. If he's showing up at my job, you tell your boss. If he's showing up to the house, you call the police. You set up different barriers and boundaries to ensure that he only that he he really gets the message that he doesn't. But if you leave it just a prayer, that's not going to happen. Um, you just got to observe your blockers, your barriers to make sure that 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 you are giving off the consistent message that yo, bro, this ain't it. Um, Man, man, gonna keep man, man, gonna keep coming back. Some men are just more whatever, but if you there are certain men with certain barriers, they'll stop. And so I will assess that and go from there. Hope that helped you, Framley. Alina Rose says, Alana Rose says, I'm casually dating this guy, but I don't know if I want a future with him. Then stop dating him, my friend. I know I could grow. I know I, I could. I know I could grow from the experience of dating him. I've never dated before. What are your thoughts? Um, you don't need dating experience to be dateable. Um, because your dating experience should come from you dating God and dating yourself. Um, you don't you don't you don't have to learn anything from another man. Um, you can learn all you know from God, and that's why I always say that you don't have to have experience um, um, to to um, um, to prepare yourself when it comes to what God is in control of. And so the benefits of dating God is that when you date God and you, what I mean by dating, I ain't talking about getting no candles and no roses and then you cooking God a meal and then the food get cold. That's just a waste of food. God ain't gonna sit there and eat that food. He's, he's a, you know what I'm saying? He don't eat like that, right? Uh, but, but what I will say is dating God is saying, I'm gonna set this date every other day or these days of the week, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to go out and maybe get a pastry. I'm going to go out for a drive. I'm going to create a, uh, maybe in the kitchen, I'll create space where I got my clipboard and, and I talk to God. Date God, set dates where you engage with God uh, to receive his love, to uh, um, 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 uh, meditate on his love for you. And as you date God, and then you will begin to date yourself. Now you begin to get into self-help. Now you go on dates where it's you time where you go and you go to a gym that's a date between you and you and you another date between you and you is going to your favorite restaurant you don't need somebody else um, um to make dating enjoyable and then when you date god and date yourself then you trust god for the person that he wants you to date for the rest of your life and so what i will do is a casually dating is is uh, will confuse you casual dating is just not wise my friend um and so you said i'm casually dating this guy but i don't know if i want if you don't know let it go if you don't know, let it go. That's for anything. If you don't know from God that this is what you're supposed to do, let it go immediately because that's going to be the very thing the enemy uses um, to drift you further away from God, to get you deeper into compromise and eventually sur potentially surrounded by consequences, but inevitably unnecessary soul ties, strongholds, confusion, concerns, all that kind of stuff. And so don't worry about, uh, oh my gosh, I've never dated and, and, and I need to date to have experience. That's like saying, well, 
oh my gosh, if uh, uh, we should live together to see what it's like to be married. No, that's just stupidity because life, it will be, it's easier to shack up than it is to marry. And what happened is when you shack up with a person and then you marry them, the pressure of marriage breaks y'all. But when there's, when you shacking up and there's no pressure of marriage and there's no honor of marriage, there's no marriage there. It's kind of easier to do things because marriage brings another level of standards and, and, and whatever. And, and you will be uh, messed up. So what I'm saying is you don't have to have experience to be effective. One of the great, one of the best testimonies you can have is that I didn't have that testimony. And so what I would do, my friend is in that relationship. Now, if you don't know, let it go. If you don't know, don't go. So you said, I know I could grow. Don't worry about that. We got to elevate that thinking, my friend. Um, cause I had, I get a lot of questions like this and I don't want people to think that, oh my gosh, because that's, that's not fair to him. If you don't know, if you don't know about a person, but that person thinks he knows about you, then that man is going to feel a certain type of way when you just kind of say, well, this whole time was just an experiment. The man don't want no men. If they're pursuing, they don't want no experiment. So I don't, what I don't want you to do is eat that man's food, take that man's money as far as in dating and use that man for experience because he's thinking, no, we're going to the next level with this. And so we just need to fix that thinking and so that you won't fall into in, into any sinking and, and then, then you have your life messed up and it's your consequence. So what I would do is I will let it go today. Um, and, and how you let it go is by being honest with him. Say, you know what? Right now, I don't know if this is of God. And my ultimate goal in life is to be in the will of God. And, and I just don't know about us. This doesn't mean that you wait for me. This doesn't mean that this is me praying about us. Right now, I'm praying about me and God and what I need to do. And my apologies if I led you on. Um, I think you're a great guy. But I just think that I I, I, I approach this wrong. And and, and, I and I take full responsibility for it. And so, unfortunately, We'll have to stop this um, because I don't want to lure you down a path and then one day I just bounce and I leave you hurt. So I rather have a I rather you be stung now than to be drastically hurt later. Sometimes it's better to sting a person now than to decapitate. Not decapitate. That's, whoa, that's extreme. It's better to sting a person in the in the early stages than to severely injure them later on. So if you don't know, let it go. Two more. And I gotta go. Uh, Jada Met says, how do you let God know that you have changed for him to keep ungodly people and others who worship other gods away from you? Um, okay, let me make sure. Uh, there we go. Okay, let me make sure. How do you let God know that you have changed? And uh, how do you let God know that you have changed and for him to keep ungodly people? God is omniscient, my friend. God knows the depths of your change. Um, and, and that's when you understand the attribute of God, he's omniscient and omnipresent Then you and omnipotence. Those three omnis are very important for you to process. Omnipotence means he's all powerful, that he's able to do anything. His omniscience means that he knows everything. His omnipresence means he's everywhere. The two one that goes with you is omnipresent omniscience. Omniscience means he knows your heart. He knows even the depths. He even knows if your change is really changed. Um, omni, omnip, omnipresence means that he's everywhere and, and knows everything, right? And so you don't have to worry about if God knows or don't knows if you change. He knows if you truly change. And I'm not saying that in, in a derogatory, not derogatory, but in a negative sense. I'm just saying he knows the level or the weight of your change. Um, and, but in regards to keeping ungodly people, others who worship other gods away from you, um, um, you just have to examine where those people are. 
If they are at the job, then modify your interaction with them on the job. Um, but when it comes to your house, that's pretty much what you got to safeguard from your house, your phone, or any type of connection with you. That's how you modify that. And if there are friends or people that you are engaged in, um, some some people garner a conversation where you got to be like, look, man, I, we just can't be friends anymore. But just but just modify your approach to the friendship. And if it's a serious friendship, y'all been friends for whatever. Um, if it starts getting to that point where it's bothering you, then you have that conversation with them. Um, but what I would do, um, and for him to keep ungodly, um, basically is modifying your, your engagements and interaction with them whenever you are around them. That's the best advice I can give you on that. All right, Divine 15 says, uh, is it possible for a guy to dislike you physically now and like you later? Um, anyone that dislikes you in the beginning ain't the one that's for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, And what I mean by dislike, if, if I have to work to love you, then you're not my love for me. But trust me, there's somebody that looks at you is going to be like, you know what? I like you how you are. I love you how you are. I, I wrote you. He's gonna be like, I wrote you. I wrote your, I wrote all your descriptives right here, girl. That 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 forehead of yours. I I told God I want that forehead. I, so don't even worry about the forehead. I I kiss that every night. Um, however you, someone out there is gonna love you for you, Divine Fifteen. And so what I don't want people to do is is to get so caught up in forcing things to happen, making things to happen, uh, um, hoping things to happen, uh, making things happen. Um, but you don't want that in the back of that man's mind. Uh, but a man is in the physical attractive realm. Uh, it may be easier for women to, um, uh, uh, navigate ugly. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But navigate, um, looks more so than men. Um, uh, but trust me, there's a man out there who's going to love you, um, because he was, he was sent to love you by God. Uh, so is it possible a guy that's like you physically? Anything's possible. Like you later. Yeah. It just depends on what your other benefits are. A guy will a, a, a guy will tolerate you based if the benefits is better than the beauty to him. I'm talking about to him. We're talking about you overall. So you a guy will do whatever if there's benefits involved. Um, the wrong type of guy. But the guy God has for you is gonna love you. You see what I'm saying? It is what it is. Um do Jody's and I'm done. I gotta go, y'all. Been going for forty. Oh, I'm on forty-five minutes. We'll see. We'll see how I'm feeling. Why is resisting? Why is resisting sexual temptation so hard, even when you know you shouldn't give in to it, into those temptations such as fantasizing and pornography? Why do we choose to sin, even though we know the consequence? Well, it's part of our. It's part of our nature. It's part of our old nature. Um, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new, becoming new. Right. Um, the spirit of God is what sustains you through those things, my brother. And that sounds cliche, but I'm going to break it down practically. Um, the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. The level of your submission will determine the level of your resistance, right? And so you got to ask or examine yourself, what areas of my life am I not submitted to God? In what areas or in what periods of my day are not submitted to God? Um, what systems in my life are not supporting me being consistent in submitting to God? Um, these are some of the things you got to process with a sheet of paper. Number one, I want you to write down, um, when do I fall into these issues? When? When are the moments generally that I fall into these sins? Okay, at night, that's when I usually do it. Um, during the day, that's when I usually do it. And whatever, or when I'm around these places, when I fantasize, whatever. Now you take that before God. And like I said with the young lady up, up, up in the comments, 
uh, where we talked about how you create time to spend time with God and, and dating yourself and getting to know yourself. That's when you say, okay, God, here is when I fall. This is when I make the most of my mistakes. Now, what are the things that surrounds the that moment? What happens an hour before that happens typically? What happens an hour after that happens typically? Um, what happens the day before that typically? And okay, this is what happens. So now the Holy Spirit will show you these are the adjustments you need to make to, to safeguard and block those things from being a detriment um, to you and your devotion. Um, but when you realize that's your default, um, your old default settings, you got to update the dr uh, drive and allow the Holy Spirit to update those different areas by really examining. Self-examination is key. You self-assess and say, okay, this is why I'm falling. This is what's contributing. These are the temptations tailored to me by the devil. This is what my fathers and father's fathers went through. Now this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to do through spiritual warfare and renouncing these sins and whatnot so I can be able to walk in that freedom. And I'll get, make sure you email me too, Jody, if you don't already have the book. I'll give you my book, The Purpose of Freedom, to help you with that. Um, but but when it comes to the mind and fantasizing, you just got to renew your mind, man. And renewing your mind is like I do in self, doing self-assessing uh, uh, and say, okay, why is my mind here? Usually, you're in my, if you have time to fantasize, that means you don't have time. You don't have um, anything tangible to work on because an idle mind leads to idle hands. And so, you see, what happens is when you get into that productive mode and like you talked to me earlier about your purpose, that's, why, that's probably why God, that's not, the pro, that's not the solution to your problem because Jesus is, but he's adding something to distract you from fantasizing. And then what helped me was realizing how could this end me? How can this end me? How could this affect my marriage before I even got married? How will this affect my marriage? And so when you really get into that environment and you feel uh, you feel the moments of, wow, I never want my wife to feel that. Wow, I'll never want that to happen. Wow, the generational implications that comes with this. I got to stop this now. Or then when you feel that, you be like, you know what? This ain't even worth me affecting that. Um those old things coupled together will help you navigate that, my friend. Um, but we do that because, number one, if you're not saved, I'm talking about you, but it's for anyone watching. That's your default setting. If you are saved, you're just a babe in Christ. Simple as that. Or a babe in that area. I don't want to be offensive like that, so I, don't, I hope you know my heart with that. So if those issues are still there, that means either you're not saved and you're still in your default settings, or if you are saved, you're just plateauing in your growth for God, and you got to, you got to, I need to engage God more. It's hard to do those things when you fellowship with God. I'm sorry. It is. You don't even have time because, man, I don't even have time. I don't even think about it. It don't even cross my mind because I'm in my books. And I'm into my wife. I'm into ministry. I'm, I got too much to do to even think about it. That's not the saving. That's not the ultimate saving piece of that. But it's a piece that helps save you from that. The ultimate is I submit my Christ, my life to Christ. I submit myself to God, which makes resisting the devil easy, which keeps him out of my yard. Simple as that. Jesus took three, bam, boom, boom, devil was gone out the yard. The devil stays in your yard when you don't cut your grass. Snakes. You see the snakes when you cut your grass. You know what I'm saying? So you got to say, you know, I'm going to cut these areas of my life. I'm going to get my lawn manicured. I'm going to submit to God and I'm going to resist him. And then he'll rarely come to your yard because he knows, man, I'm wasting too much energy, too much time messing with this guy. I love y'all. And y'all know I do. I pray this Q&A was... Uh, uh, good good for you. If you haven't already yet, make sure you subscribe for those who haven't. Um, 
if uh, and make sure you hit the notification bell for everyone so that because I'm going live probably every day, Lord willing, this week. So I'm giving you all a lot of great opportunities for you to ask your questions and then we'll get ready for um, um, the daily plays again next week. I'm excited about those. I already got the type topics down. I just didn't, I didn't have time to do the worksheets and man, that's a lot of work. Doing the doing the topics, doing the worksheets, uh, writing down the ideas, typing all the worksheets, then recording a video, then editing the video, then upload the video. It's a lot, uh, but I love y'all so much, man. And that's what God has called me to, and I love it. Um, so, uh, resource on my website. I got my first book here, Unplug: Top Things to Unplug From. And man, the books I'm writing for y'all now. Woo! My goal. My goal. Holy Spirit, I can tell you, I ain't gonna tell you the titles. My goal is to come out with three resources soon. I'm not gonna tell you the month, I'm gonna tell you the day. But I got some, God has given me some great resources that I wanna give to y'all soon. I'm excited about them. Um, two books and a card game is what I'm working on now. Um, but Dating Prep is a great book for those who wanna date themselves, love their life forever. And it has a card game to go with it. Uh, so I got my card games, yep, my book bag. <clears throat> those that come with it, <clears throat> sold separately. But it's a card game called Dating Prep. It's a good game to date yourself, um, do double dates, and uh, be counseled by someone. It's three levels. The cloud phase, meaning y'all just met. The cement phase, meaning the relationship is getting serious. These are the questions that goes with that. And cooperation phase means y'all engage, you're about to get engaged, and y'all are already married, and y'all really working on building that family tree, make sure it's strong. And the questions that's in this card game here, the question in the card game are in the book. And the cool thing about the book, that's good is that you can get it just for you as a single person or if y'all dating, y'all both get the book and y'all can actually write each other's answers down in the spots of the question. Like this question here. Let's see if I can find one. Uh, oh, man, man. I, I write so much, man. All right. Uh, uh, oh, is our love increasing? List below the things you plan to do to increase your love for God and for your significant other, both independently and collectively within the weekly tracker. So see, see all the activities there? Oh, man, y'all got work to do. If you don't work early, it ain't going to work. You got to put the work in to build the foundation of all relationships in order for the relationship to stand. And that foundation is Christ. So those that uh, card game and book is a great resource as well. My first children's book, as he says, as for the students I serve, that's oh, that's me right there. And that's my wife there. We got our own cartoon series. Um, you know, in that Fat Albert vibe, I'm in that, um, uh, we'll say Fat, yeah, Fat Albert, uh, just creating cartoons for kids. And so that book's a great resource for children to help them discover the art form. Um, understand it is just strictly, um, I won't say basic, but there's no scriptures in there. But if you know the word, you'll know, you'll see the word components in there. But it's created for the um, um, school system. It's created for all kids because even believers, you'll know. Um, but that book right there. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, the Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties, Other Strongholds. Another um, uh, book there. And for those who email me tonight on this video, get a tonight um, because I get a lot of videos afterwards, man. And my days just too full to keep up until God blesses us with the, uh, uh, you know, the ability to be able to hire someone to take care of some of these things. But um, I, I'll email the PDF to you. The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes? And uh, this good book right here will help you in your singleness. And make sure that you hold. Um, also, my other book on spiritual warfare, World War Me, is a good book to help you understand what the full armor is. It also has scriptures in the back to help you meditate on God's word and fill that clip up. So when that devil comes, boom, 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 you see what I'm saying? Also, uh, one of my other favorite um, resources that God has blessed me to make, 
I, I believe I'll be joking sometimes. I don't be wanting to offend my other ideas. I'm just joking. Be like, man, why you say why you say the card game your favorite, B? Did we not have something special when you wrote, when your hands wrote, when your fingers was used to write me? We didn't have nothing special. But you always talk about dating prep, but you don't talk about me, World War me. What's up? So I, I try to be, I'm just joking. But I got this other card game called Memory Muscle. It's a fun way to memorize scriptures. So Ephesians 2.10, it's got the uh, answer on the back. And there's uh, ways to play and earn points in a group. Um, so that's all my research there. Also, go to my website. Let make sure I get that up. Uh, here we go. Uh, am I, oh, here we go. Also, if you want to learn anything else about what I do, you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. Let me put it up now. Okay, my computer's uh, lagging. All right. Let me see if I can try one more time. All right. Anyway, uh, on my websites, IamUnplugged.com. Let me put that in the comments uh, box here. I think the internet's lagging. Yep. It's kind of acting up now. Man. Okay. Well, just go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, and there you'll be able to find all of my tools and resources there. Um, I don't know what's going on. Let me make sure my... Okay, here I am. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, but if you go to my website, <laughs> boy, I tell you, I don't know what's going on. All right. Let me make sure I pull it up. But if you go to my website, IamUnplugged.com, oh, there we go. There we go. If you go to my website, Iamunplugged.com. There you'll be able to learn more about what I do there. There we go. All right. So basically, um, areas just for you to get involved, our kids mentoring program. That's my wife there and the kids that we serve at our mentoring program. We got online courses as well uh, for you to be able to. Um, uh, we got three courses, a course on procrastination, um, a course on insecurities, etc. We got books. Where you can order your books there. We also got t-shirts. The one I'm wearing right now is Are You Whole or Full of Holes? Um, 
on hold. You also could book uh, uh, book uh, me to come out and speak at your events. Um, also, just areas for you, worksheets. You can search the site, clothing, all that good stuff. And so I'm going to go ahead and get some rest. Maybe that's what it is. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.